Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Today's riff is Are You On The Right Train? Riding On The Urge. These episodes feature people who are doing their thing, they follow their heart and their passion, and they create how they want, what they want, when they want, and they are riding on the right train. Today's spotlight is award-winning, internationally known nature photographer, Get Vegan. Before I bring Get on, I want to remind you that July 25th, that's a Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, is my end of the month Stress Busters Guided Meditation. And it's really 30 minutes of deep, 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 deep relaxation. July 25th, check out my website. You can get all that information. Join my mailing list, JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com. And also, consider becoming a patron of this podcast. That information is also on my website. You're really in for a treat with my next guest. He has an amazing story to share with you. And here is Get Vegan. You know, I always say the same thing whenever I'm starting an interview. I talk about how geeked up I am, but I'm like especially geeked up because I have with me today, and I can't pronounce his name. So I'm going to have him say his name. But the thing is, we did an interview and the sound quality was so bad. I had to talk to him again because you all have to hear his incredible story. So I am introducing my guest who's going to say his name and then he's going to tell me how I can like address him because I can't pronounce his name. Nobody can uh, pronounce my name. So uh, everybody say my name a little bit different. So that's okay. Most people say yet. Something get. like that. Sometimes get uh, dots. They say get. So, but it's too too hard to pronounce. So nobody saying that to me. So get them. That's good also. So please say your full name and tell us where you're from. My name is Jet uh, Wegen. I pronounce it in the English way. I'm from Dutch, from Holland, but I live in Sweden. And what is your vocation? What do you do for a living? Photographer. I'm only doing photographing, uh, and uh, oh, I'm now in the stock market also. In uh, so that's, that's <laughs> quite interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness! So that's different from the last time that we spoke. So yes. what's wonderful to me about how you and I connected is that I saw an incredible video come down in my newsfeed, and it was you. I think you were videoing or photographing a squirrel that was inside your space. And you were so incredibly still while this squirrel was like crawling all over you. And we know that uh, nature photographers have to be very still for long periods of time, but it was another thing to actually see this. Absolutely phenomenal to me. And so I had to, I had to have you as a guest and I wrote you and I was thinking, my goodness, I'm this, this strange person is sending an inbox to 
someone that just out of the blue and I hadn't even started my podcast. That was the other thing. I hadn't even started it. And you were so kind in, first of all, responding because I was like, oh, he's not going to respond to this crazy person. And you agreed. And then you're back. (laughs) (laughs) I I bought my uh, cam special because of your broadcast. I thought this will not happen again. I I used it a lot with other people and in, in, uh, into interviewing. So, but it was because of your doing that I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's no accidents, you know, there, because that was the thing. That's right. I couldn't see you. We couldn't see each other. Anyway, photography. How did you come to becoming a photographer? It started uh, when I was very young. I had my dark room. I did uh, black and white photography. I did some courses and uh, I did uh, photos for a magazine in that time for a youth magazine. But then it's all stopped. That was maybe when I was 16 or something. And I picked it up eight years ago here. It was because there was a fox. I built my house and when balcony, everything was ready. And when I walked out of the door, there was a fox standing in front of my door and so i decided to go back to my kitchen to bring some meat and uh, the fox still uh, was there about two weeks he came every day and uh, every day i started to photo the fox i managed to uh, let him do crazy things and uh, in the end i managed that he went up in my balcony and climbed in boxes so two weeks of photographing the fox and uh, he also touched me so it it was a very nice start for photography and i won some awards with this those photos because nobody make a fox in a box. I mean, it was a crazy idea. After that fox came and uh, <laughs> I don't know the English name, a big bird. And uh, first day he came already to me after the fox because the fox was gone. I ate out of my hand the first day and it was very strange. What? So I did much more complicated scenes. I had mirrors that he looked in a mirror and I took photography and... and <laughs> <laughs> it was two weeks almost. Also, I could uh, photograph and he followed me in the garden. So I put uh, where I had a box for the fox on my balcony. I started to do complicated scenes for the bird with mushrooms and, and the kind of nature stuff on it. And uh, also, I, I won uh, awards with this, those photos because nobody did that kind of photos. And uh, but uh, yeah. so after some weeks, the bird did yeah. not uh, come back. And after that, the squirrels started to arrive. So that that was eight years ago or something. And and the squirrels still coming. That's like a you know like a fairy tale kind of story where a fox shows up and it's a friendly fox, and then. He goes, okay, you can yeah. come now. And then the crow shows up, or the bird like the crow, and he hangs out with you and he does more intricate things and helps you develop your photography. And then the crow goes, okay, y'all, come on. And then the squirrels show up. I mean, that is such a kind of like a fable, fairy tale story. It's extraordinary, but it speaks so much about your spirit. I mean, it's very much a reflection of you and who you are that these animals felt so familiar you know like some people would say maybe those are family members that are embodied in these animals that have come to hang out with you i mean it's just such an extraordinary story and you're doing all kinds of things now not just with pictures but your books yes you have other type of things that you've 
it, it has grown very big. A lot of people around the world know my work. And at this moment, there are nine different calendars every year published around the world in, in Germany, in Austria, in America, Canada. I think different books publishes has have, I've published myself also. So it's quite big. It has become very big. So I do a lot of crazy things myself as a model also. So uh, let's say uh, watching TV together with the squirrels and then eating some nuts or something or table tennis together <laughs> against the jet and playing chess <laughs> with each other and that kind of thing. <laughs> I like to do new things what other people never done before. And I have so many ideas still yes. done what nobody does. I have put a kind of trend mm -hmm. and I see more and more people uh, doing the things like I do and uh, small things. Uh, nobody, almost nobody had to expel with flowers. And because normally flowers don't interact with flowers, it's a simple thing, but it does not happen in, in the nature. Mushrooms also, it's almost uh, impossible to squirrels with mushrooms because it's very rare. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Creativity for me is to create something new what has not happened before. Creativity is, is creating up from the spirit, from uh, the dream world. And the dream world is kind of world that's not the reality we know. So we have to materialize that from the spirit world. Then it's always new. And that's creativity. The word creativity is for me is, has another meaning than maybe the uh, dictionary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that's very interesting. I hear what you're saying. I think what happens with many artists is people get caught up with having to produce and having to compete. And I think that when you are of the mindset of competing and also out of desperation because, you know, things like bills having to be paid, you're not necessarily going to allow yourself the freedom to dream because sometimes yeah. it takes time. It's you have process. to figure out how to make it, how to manifest it into the physical, right? You know, you can get an idea and it's great. Like I have <laughs> lots of scraps of paper of these ideas that have floated into my mind, but I, ha I put them down because I haven't figured out how yeah. to make them in the physical. And if you're under the gun a lot and you know, you're worrying about paying your bills and all of this stuff, it puts a lot of pressure on the dreaming aspect because you know that there's a time gap between the dream and the actuality of the creation. My hope is that more artists find ways where they can actually be creative by your definition, because to me, that's where the magic happens, where you are getting these ideas that are kind of personal to you in the way that you're going to manifest it. So it's that thing of the dreaming, being the child, you know, having this imagination just be free. The society I grow in, creativity is killed by the school, by my parents. So ghosts mm -hmm. does not exist. Uh, trolls do not exist. Uh, a tree is not alive. It's, you cannot talk to plants. You have to go uh, make babies or a relationship. You have to marry or maybe everybody is creative when mm -hmm. he's child. The thing is, if you can nurture your children so that they never lose connection with their imagination, because that's where the creativity is. That's where the freedom is. And that's what's so resonant in your work. That's what made me stop 
you know, lots of stuff come down in Facebook newsfeed. That video stopped me because of all of the elements that you've spoken about. That was all in that video to me. So you are hanging out with the squirrels, which is so cool that for eight years, these guys have been hanging out with you and letting you play and exercise your imagination. But I want to go back to how you even got to Sweden. In that time, I lived in Amsterdam. Nice city, nice country. But I decided before I was 40 years, I wanted to isolate myself in nature. That was my goal and that was mm. the thing I, I wanted. Maybe I was 38 or something. I, I had a relationship. I had, everything was fine. I had a nice house, nice job. Uh, I did a lot of things. I had friends. I had a girlfriend and whatever. But I, I knew that's what I want. And suddenly I thought it was time. So I quit everything. I quit my job. I quit my uh, apartment. I just most of my stuff I throw on the street and so suddenly I was illegal in Amsterdam because I had nothing anymore because I had no job I had no, nothing I, I had no security no no because suddenly I was uh, not in the system anymore and I bought a small boat because I thought I'm going to sail to the country I want uh, I did not know that it was Sweden but that was what I decided and I uh, said farewell to all my friends. I said, I never will see you again. So I lived in a small boat and it was winter. It was a stupid time. It, it was so cold. Um, I had no <laughs> heating because it was a very small boat. And I, I just did not think. I just thought this I have to do. <laughs> so police came and I was, indeed, I was illegal in Holland suddenly. It was strange because when you don't have a house, suddenly you don't belong to a system anymore. No security, no no rights. And it's strange where, where I suddenly was in. And I did not care because I, I really did not care. I had my plans to go away. So, But it took a half year. So the, it was Mars. So I lived a half year in a boat on the, the water in, near to Amsterdam. And I read a lot of things about sailing. I have been sailing instructor when I was young, but sailing on the sea is different. I did not know about that. And so I read a lot of books in the in library. And so just before it was Mars or something, and I uh, thought now it's time to go to the sea. And I said farewell to my family. I said, I love you and I will never see you again. And uh, I left everything uh, behind. I had really nothing anymore. It sounds very uh, simple, but it was not simple. I was crying. I, I was shaking. I, I thought I, I thought it was my time to die. So it felt was a risk I took, and, uh, but it was worth it because I, I this was my vision, what I wanted to do. And in Mars, suddenly uh, I thought now I, I'm going to sail and. Uh, so I sailed towards the sea and a lot of stupid things happened, but in the end I made the sea and uh, it was a beautiful day and it was a little cold, maybe it was April at the time and uh, there was, I don't know what kind of fish that was, a kind of dolphins. It cannot be dolphins, but they were that big and wow. with the size uh, of fish and they were swimming uh, beside my boat, so that was special. The wind came from the south. So I thought maybe uh, Sweden is a good idea to uh, sail to Sweden because I had so many maps. I could go to France or to Canada or whatever. 
but the wind was going from the south, so I got, thought, oh, it's Sweden, maybe Norway or something. And so I went to the sea and uh, suddenly everything was fog everywhere else. I could not see and I, I panicked and I thought, I, what to do? Because it, there's so many big boats there and I had a small boat and, it, and I heard the noise of the, the mist horns and they, they are so quick and I could not see them. I could only listen to the horns yeah. and, I, and there was completely no no, no sights. No, I could not see backwards or uh, oh. forwards. I, so I took big risk. I thought I, I just suddenly all the wind was gone. It was a stupid situation. And but I went, moved on, and so I escaped that the route. It's like the big ships has uh, roads you can say on the sea. So if you cross that, then you are safe because then you it's a big chance that you don't get any visitors on big boats anymore. So maybe it's. 100 meter a line road in the sea where the big ships are gone. So I made it and uh, the fog was gone and I went on and it started to become stormy because in March, April, it's on. So four days I was fighting with the wind, the, the big waves, and I had such a small boat and the waves were so, so enormous. And I loved it somehow, but I was so tired because I could not sleep. I just worked, worked my way to the waves. So I had so many visions about stupid things. The more tired I was, the more things I saw. But after that, I was so tired and I could not sleep. And in the end, I had to sleep. So I rest myself and I just let it go. I just put my sail down and I thought I need to rest. And suddenly I heard a lot of loud noise and I run outside. It was night and every, everywhere on one side there was light. And there was a big boat was crashing my boat. Yeah, he did not see me. Uh, so he just went on because he did not realize what he had done. But my mask was gone and it was raining and uh, the high waves. And so I oh thought uh, this is it. So it's my... <laughs> but somehow I had a big uh, tool that I can cut the wires of my mast was laying in the waves to balance the boat a little bit uh, again. Mm. And, uh, I lost my old mast and uh, with the cables, it just uh, went in the sea and uh, I laid myself down on bed. I thought, now it's time to die for me. So this was my short travel. And But uh, the next morning I still was in the boat and uh, so I managed it. So I thought uh, I had many different kinds of sails. So a front sail is smaller. I thought maybe I can put it up and make some wind and maybe they blow me to Denmark or something. And so when I was building my kind of Thing to get some wind in and uh, fish's ship saved me they saw me and uh, they put me a line and they brought me to Denmark and in uh, Denmark the safe safeguard took the over from the fishing ship and I was there in a, it was called uh, Hansholm North Vis town in Denmark and they took me there and I could stay one month uh, with people to repair my ship and I had nightmares. Uh, in two weeks, I had nightmares. I, I woke up that the ship was coming, and, and, and I walked out of my bed in in a sleepwalk. And I stood <laughs> there, so. a big ship. <laughs> two weeks, I had nightmares. I thought, no, no way, I never go sail again. <laughs> I, I <laughs> but after a month, uh, I repaired my boat. I thought, okay, I go. I had bought a new mast and improvised it with new wires. And uh, this time, I thought I'd go into uh, Limfjord, it's called. It's a canal you almost can say uh, 
through Denmark from west to east. So I started to sail there and I think the first or the second day already my uh, second mast was breaking. And uh, because it was not a good mast, the wires were not good. It was a stupid thing, but did it not know. And it was a second-hand mast and we just cut it and we placed it on the boat. It was a stupid thing. So that was the second time that I crashed. And this time on an island in Denmark, it was uh, called Liveux. And this time I had such a fire thing. You know, if a boat is sinking, you put some uh, fireworks in the air. Say. But uh, then I remember the safety people who saved me, they say, then you have to pay a lot of money because then you, you're bringing the big help. If I uh, say a mayday, mayday also, then I'm responsible because then I bring help. Oh, so I, wow. And that was a stupid thing because I crashed on an island. There were, there were big rocks. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did not need to do it. But that was the first thing I was thinking. I said, I need to rescue it. But uh, so I put out of my clothes and jumped out of the, the boat because it was on rocks. So there was maybe 10 meters to the land or something. And so I stood there naked and I thought I, I could not think. Yeah, I took out of the clothes because I had to go in the water and like, you know, that kind of things. You said you stood naked? Oh, and I tried okay. to rescue my boat. And so people they came and I went to back to the boat because nothing was to be rescued because the boat was laying on the rocks. And uh, oh. so they took me in. Uh, it was a small island and I uh, started to work and they could not uh, get my boat from that place because uh, there was so much wind and it was risky. So it took maybe one week before they could rescue my boat. Mm. So I thought the boat is gone. and. Uh, they offered me work on that island because wow. it was a kind of tourist thing. So I had, uh, had to do cleaning and uh, drive a tractor and that kind of, and I earned money. And uh, so they, in one week, they saved my ship, you can say, and I, I started to fix it again. And I had no mast, so I had to buy a new mast. It took me half a year. I stayed a half a year on that island. So it was already uh, October in uh, when I left that island. Oh, wow. And this island was in Denmark, right? Yeah, it was called Lieve, the island. Big newspapers, of course, big uh, news, the uh, Holland crest, and, uh, you know, in Denmark. So it was uh, good. <laughs> big, big, excited news. And, and nobody in Holland uh, knew that I had left Holland. I just peeled away, so nobody even knew oh. that I was gone. So that was the strange thing. I was dead somehow. Yeah, and wow. The strange thing is also the, I think maybe two days before I left, I fixed the whole boat in that half year. I organized a party, a, a farewell party, because it was a nice, a nice people. I had a good, good life there. I, I loved it, but I had to go. Mm. And so we went to the mainland and uh, to buy shopping. And somehow, I don't know, but I missed the last boat. I could not uh, come to the island because I was together with uh, someone and that person had took all the, the shopping with it. And that person gets the boat. But I was talking with somebody in another boat and I totally... Oh my God. That's so much goodness. me. I, when I'm into it something, then I'm really into it in something. Yeah. And I'm, Totally, I'm not. I, I'm not interested in something else. I, I just have something <laughs> in focus in my mind. 
So I could not come to the island to my own party, and so. But, uh, oh my God! So I asked everybody, and and there was a sailing match. So small sailing boats would match each other, and I asked some people, "Can you go to the island during the match when uh, you know they try to win and they have a course to do? Uh, you understand match?" Yes, I do. There was a contest yeah. or a race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Race, okay. Contest. Yes. And uh, they they came may, uh, very close to the island, uh, the maybe 100 meters, maybe 50 meters, I don't remember. But So I went with the race. <laughs> I put all my clothes in a bag so that it was, again, I was naked. It was, it was strange, <laughs> but I thought this is, damn, the first day I was naked on the island and the last day almost I was naked. <laughs> Full it was, so and, and the party already started without me, of course, and I came there <laughs> and, and I thought, but this, this. so so wait a minute, get, get, wait a minute. So so you get in in a, one of the boats that was racing, hmm. right? Racing by your island. Now had they finished the race and they just drove? No, you, no, or... during the race. That's why they during the race. So you had to get out and swim. Yeah, yeah, because they do. Oh. <laughs> They want to win. They don't have time to put me on the island. I just have to... so you had to leap off the boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Doing the race. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad I'm talking to you for the second time because this detail was not in the other story you oh, told I don't me. Know this it. is amazing. Two days after the party, maybe the next day, I met a guy in Denmark who lived in Sweden. And he said, uh, oh, visit me when you come to Sweden. So I went uh, with the sailing boat, which I repaired to Sweden. Quite a big fish town. It was uh, called Hugenes. And from there, I uh, went to the man I uh, met in uh, Denmark. And, oh, wow. And I looked up at the internet to, to houses to buy in, in Sweden. And I saw a small house in the middle of Sweden and uh, I said, that one I going to buy. So I could borrow a motorcycle of him. I don't have a license for a motorcycle. I never had a, a <laughs> ribbon and it was about I mean, you just you just were in in a boat in the sea. Why would you need a, a license for a motorcycle? Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is a man who took a small boat from Amsterdam in the sea to Denmark crashing twice? Why would you need a license for a motorcycle? That's like no big deal. Hmm. So anyway. Yeah. So I had an appointment to buy my house. And so I went with a motorcycle there and uh, it was 2000 kilometers because it's in the middle of Sweden. It's North Sweden, they call it, but it's, hmm. it's big. Uh, from uh, south to north, it's 2,000 kilometers almost Sweden. It's really big. So, but this was about uh, one and a half days drive, I think. Oh my! It's a long drive. Had you ever been on a motorcycle before? <laughs> no, I never. <laughs> 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 I was. It, it's, uh, it was not a very fast. Maybe 95 kilometers an hour. You know, it's not the fastest motorcycle. So, I had already the money in my pocket because this is my house. I said. <laughs> So I, I bought the house and uh, I had to go uh, back to buy a car and to sell my boat. So everything I had was fitting in a car. And even I got a fireplace from the friend who lived in Hugenes or near to Hugenes. Even that fits in a car. So I had almost nothing. <laughs> and I said to the people who I bought the house from, I said, I won't, don't want to have anything. So 
take everything out of the house. So beds, everything what was in the house, there was nothing. So the first weeks I had to live on the floor and the, the kind of things I did, I really did not. I only had the things what I had on my boat and uh, that was it. Yeah. And uh, so that's my Sweden story. That is, wow. I'm speechless. And the thing is, I knew the story, but hearing it again is like hearing it for the first time. It is just extraordinary. I think what's for me so exciting is I found out this part of your journey because of following my instincts from seeing that video in my newsfeed. So I say to our listeners, wherever you are at this point in time, we're still going through COVID, but whatever your inner being is saying to you, follow it follow it even if it seems crazy because i mean get that that's extraordinary that you left everything you let go of everything to follow this this impulse this not impulse but this urge this urging within you to have the life that you have right now it's extraordinary yeah but it has a big price and i can imagine that people don't want to pay the price and um i remember that my change in life was when I was about 12 or 13 or something. I feared everything. Mm. Every week I had to go to the doctor because I was allergic for everything. Every day I had medicines. My father beat me. I was afraid of a dog or whatever. I wanted to die because I did not find a reason in living. Mm. So I had a dream and I asked in a dream why I'm living. And if you don't answer, then I want to die because then it's nothing for me for here. And I got a dream uh, answer. It was a mirror. And in the mirror, I got three signs. It was runes. You know, the runes. Yes, yes the Celtic runes. And I did not know anything about runes, of course, because 12, 30. I, I, but when I saw the symbols, the three symbols, I knew exactly why I was living and why I was on Earth. And the next morning, one thing I said to my father, you never ever beat me again. The other thing I said, I'd never ever take medicine again. And all the things I did, uh, it did not happen anymore. And uh, because I, the dream was so powerful. Because for me, it was kind of living the sun on, on earth. It, living the light, uh, being in light somehow. And it's very complicated to explain the runes because I followed, uh, maybe 10 years later, I followed workshops about runes and the explanations and why. But it didn't matter because as a child, I understood exactly what it yes. was. And, uh, so the place where I live and the place where I am is a paradise. It's always a paradise. It's always light. And it was the mirror. That's the strange thing, because for me, I made a company later on. It was called Sonos. And because Sonos, yeah. It was three runes. It was kind of the blix, the S, and it was the crossing of the letters. Oh, S, that's wholeness, right? Is it's, that one wholeness? Yeah, that's the sun symbol like that. Yes, and then it was like a, a cross, double cross. So it was like the medicine wheel with the eight directions. That was the middle sign. And then the N, the big box, that was the, the third letter. Okay. So, but if you just look like it, it looked like it's written sun. S-O-N, you know. It, wow. So what I did, I made created later on a company what called, was called Sonos. It's the mm -hmm. mirror side. So you have exactly the mirror of Son, Sonos. And many later on, I saw companies naming their company the same. Because of that, 
I think this journey to Sweden was much easier uh, somehow because I, if there's no meaning in life, then it's hard to find dreams in life. Then it's hard to find also the, the gaining of it because spiritual gain is not enough. You cannot live in a cave because that's not the way to transformation right. in the end. Right. It's in the society itself, in the yes. itself, in the doing. And the doing is the reflection of what I'm... That's why I like it so much, that the sun in the reflection, in the mirror, sonos, the light is reflecting to myself. It's not the way anymore. Maybe I did it in past lives, but I did not. Still, I have a long, long process to go. And uh, I see so clearly where I have to go, which was the road, but it's so hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think that this period that we're in now with the pandemic has, you know, you speak of mirrors. I think that um, this time period that we're in has magnified everything. It's magnified what's not working. It's magnified what is working. And it's magnified people's fears and the people that play on people's fears. And I think that one of the things during this time is to really learn and to break free of some of that stuff and to listen more, get clear more, sit still more, connect more. There's so many lessons to be learned during this pandemic and it's, it has nothing to do with being fearful. It has all to do with connecting to the power that's within you. And so your journey has been up to this point extraordinarily powerful. And my hope is that to our listeners, it resonates with all of you in terms of living your best life and deciding what that is. And it has nothing to do with what other people say it has to do with. It has all to do with what's going on within you. And you won't know what's going on within you until you stop and listen. I cannot thank you enough for speaking to me. Even though we're doing this again, it's doing it anew. I so thank you for sharing a very, very personal journey with us. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you too. And what's, you know what, Before I said thank you already, but I want to ask you, what is next that you want to share in terms of your creativity? What are you looking to create next what's happening within the vision that you want to share ATS quarrels is, is a lot and uh, i think i'm sometimes in a circle not not with the feeling of squirrels because it hurts me very much when uh, squirrel is dying the connection mm -hmm. it's beautiful uh, every new generation is different but uh, it's so wow. clear that that all animals can be connected very easy. So I thought there's a uh, bear photographer living not so far from me. And I thought, why not do this with bears? Like uh, sweeping the floors or that kind of thing. So it's so easy to do it with bears also, with all the kind of animals, I think, because it's mm -hmm. basically it's the same. And I think uh, somehow animals love to also have that kind of intention. And I think the work I do, I think uh, more and more people love the squirrel, like people love horses, dogs yes. and cats, but they start to love so much the squirrel because 
the squirrel, it, it, they get a smile. And if I would do the same work with crocodiles, I think more and more people would love crocodiles also, because uh-huh. then uh, people don't see it as dangerous, or then people see it more as fun and magic created because all, all the animals are, are magic, but not all the people uh, see uh, the beauty of a spider when they see a spider. But if you get a little bit uh, a broom in the hands of a spider, then if you do that more often and more often, then all people say, wow, when I see a spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's a big one. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you. And May your wildest dreams come true. <laughs> and uh, it's very beautiful what you are doing, Shaki, and uh, your spontaneity and your laughter. It's beautiful. Thank you also. Oh, thank you so very much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that and was thoroughly, thoroughly inspired and uplifted by what you heard. If you are in a situation currently that is unfulfilling to you, be it a job or a career you've been pursuing, and you feel like there's something else that you really want to do or you already know what that is, get quiet, sit still, breathe in and out deeply, and begin to envision what that is that you wish to create. And remember, there's nothing too big. It's only small ideas. Think big and write that down. What is it that you wish to create? Write it down, put it in your phone, speak it out loud to people that are supportive of you and go for it, go for it. Don't delay, start now, even if you plot in your mind what your escape plan is going to be, but go for it. This life is meant to be lived to the fullest. Take advantage, no matter what is happening in your life, Right now, there can always be room to create more. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to visit JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com. Join my mailing list. I've got workshops coming up, as I mentioned earlier in the program. I have audiobooks, guided meditation videos, and audio and meditation music, everything for inspiration and to help you relieve stress, increase your mindfulness and awareness and presence. And remember to always roll with peace in mind.